It says in Galatians 5, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Now, what does that mean? How do we follow the Spirit? If we are created in the image of God, we're body, soul, and spirit. That means that our spirit has something to do, just like the Holy Spirit, which is the part of God, has a great purpose here on earth. The Holy Spirit is here to lead us into all truths, to glorify Jesus and to glorify the Father. So if we are spirit, just like he is spirit, what does it mean to follow the spirit? Well, that is going to be answered on tonight's show. I have Kelly Gortley on. She has been following the spirit wherever the spirit is taking her. And trust me, it has taken her to some pretty amazing places. So thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you for coming on Touched by Prayer. This is so exciting. Well, I'm excited to be here. I really appreciate you having me on. Well, you know, it's interesting because the Lord really talked to me about doing an entire month (laughs) about traveling in the spirit. And last week I had Praying Medic, a.k.a. Dave Hayes, who came on and we started to talk about traveling in the spirit and what it looked like. And we actually spent a, a great portion of our discussion was about the courtroom in heaven. And it was it was very, very interesting because, you know, the Father has everything so perfectly planned because he just released his book on Kindle about going to the courtrooms. So, but he mentioned you and it's, and, and you and I have kind of spoken and I knew you were going to be on one of the, one of the weeks. And as soon as I realized that this was your week, I have such an excitement because I feel like God is just going to confirm so much to so many people because the outpouring that I got from last week's show, I was completely overwhelmed. So can you talk a little bit about how you started to allow your spirit to start leading you? Sure. Um, Well, first I discovered that um, I guess, well, growing up in church, I mean, I knew I had a spirit, I had a soul that lived in a physical body, but I didn't realize that my spirit needed a voice at the table. And so I, I always knew like what my emotions sounded like, what they felt like, kind of the, the, the so to speak, the voices in your head of, of life and grocery lists and shopping and keeping up with the kids and doing all that kind of stuff. But I realized in order to kind of get in touch with my spirit and where he was at, I kind of had to start learning how to quiet myself first. Um, so it was like turning off the TV, turning off the radio, turning off distraction, basically. And <clears throat> I used to sit and ask God, you know, it says that those who will worship you will worship you in spirit and in truth. And I was wondering and kind of contemplating, what does that mean? Like how, I know you're a spirit being and I have a spirit, but how do I interface with that, you know? Um, so the verse that came to mind was be still and know that I am God. So, um, I had mentioned in a podcast with praying medic, how I very first began this, um, is I had a sleeping mask, you know, the kind that you sleep with on your face at night. And then I would take earplugs and I would actually go and sit in my walk-in closet in my bedroom. I closed the door, turn off the lights. I would put the sleeping mask on and put my earplugs in. And then I would just sit in the middle of my closet and just take a deep breath and breathe the day away, you know, and just tell 
you know, the grocery lists, the homework, the, the kids' activities, and all that stuff just to be quiet for a few minutes so that we could just focus on quietness, just being still. Um, because I think with our busyness in life, that takes practice. So I began doing that. And first it would start for like three minutes, and then I worked myself up to five minutes, and I could stay sitting in quiet for like 10 minutes. And after practicing this over a period of time, I would sit and I would ask Holy Spirit a question. And in that quiet place, I finally started hearing the Spirit kind of break through and actually start speaking to me. And it was very clear. And it was kind of a voice coming a little bit from mid-chest is the feeling I would get, kind of where the voice was coming from. And not that it was unfamiliar, but it was just more clear because I was tuning into that stillness and that quiet place where I could hear him. So that's kind of where the hearing part started. Um, and then kind of having my physical senses um, kind of cover up a little bit. Um, at first, I would just get like a picture in my mind. You know, kind of it reminds me of like looking through the viewfinder as a kid and you'd see like the still picture of something. It would be kind of like that at first. Um and it's, it, it plays off of the same place where I guess people would call their imagination, um, where you can kind of visualize things in the mind. That's where the pictures would play. And so it would, I would sit with just a kind of a still picture and ask questions. And then I would kind of get in my spirit kind of an interpretation of what God was trying to show me, because God kind of has a symbolic language. And so he starts kind of giving you pictures and words and things like that to start that, that communication. So that's kind of how it started for me is just learning how to sit in a quiet place. And the more I practiced that, um, then the pictures would be kind of come more like a movie. So things were, were moving, then it was more of a scene. And then it was more of a, I felt like almost like I was more in a place. Um, so it just would kind of develop, um, kind of into that kind of from still pictures to more of like a movie to where then I felt a little bit more like I was actually standing somewhere. Um, and then the first, the first time that I really felt like I had moved maybe into heaven, um, I was standing in the middle of my closet and I was like, I'm going to stand and I'm going to do worship right here. And so as I stood up from a sitting position in the middle of my closet, and I still had the mask on and my earplugs in, I almost felt like my spirit moved forward before I took a step forward. It was just like a sensation that I felt. And then all of a sudden, I felt like I was standing around people, and I couldn't necessarily see them as more as I had the impression of them, if that makes sense. Um, and I felt them. So it and then it was almost like they were so excited. I felt this excitement, and I heard, she's here. She's here. And I'm like, they're talking about me. So it's finally that connection point where you learn how to step through the veil, and you enter into the kingdom right now. So whereas, like, religion and conditioning and that kind of stuff told you that the way to get to heaven is first, you know, you have your salvation and then you pass away and then you move on to the by and by. And that's where you experience heaven. But God's intent was to experience the kingdom and experience heaven right now. And so that was kind of my first kind of stepping through the veil experience and kind of how it kind of all launched and started for me.
Well, and, you know, mm-hmm. if you really think about it, you know, Paul said that he wasn't sure if he was in the flesh or in the spirit when he went to heaven. We, I kind of talked about that last week with, um, with Dave. And uh, the mm-hmm. other thing is, uh, you know, John, the Apostle John, he went to heaven because he wrote revelations and he saw yes. things in heaven. He spoke about things in heaven. But, but then there's also the, the disciples, you know, on the mountain of transfiguration where they actually saw both Elijah and Moses. And they were mm-hmm. like, hey, so, you know, there is a, a part of us that we are supposed to be able to see into a spiritual realm. Because even in the mm-hmm. Old Testament, Elisha prayed so that his servant could see the angels, correct? Or was it yes. Gideon? Oh, it might have been Gideon. I'm sorry. It might, yeah, it might have been. I think yeah. it was Gideon. Sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry about that. It was Gideon. So Gideon prayed mm-hmm. that his servant's eyes would be opened. So mm-hmm. so that, see, that's what I love about the Holy Spirit. He's like, oh, no, 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 that's wrong. <laughs> Fix that. Yeah. <laughs> Go back and fix that. All you got to do is ask. Yeah, right? seriously. Yes. Like, he's so mm-hmm. good. Okay. So so Gideon was like, please, Lord, open up the eyes of my servant so that he may see. And then he saw all the angels. So we are able to see in the spiritual realm. We are able to hear in the spirits. We are able to sense in the spirit. So why can't we travel in the spirit? Because our spirit never sleeps. Our spirit can move. And so, you know, part of sometimes like we'll say that we, we had a dream or like, oh, I mean, you've heard of people who've had, you know, I had a dream about such and such. And the, the person goes, oh, my gosh, you were in my dream. I, and, and they mm-hmm. wound up having the same dream. Well, was it that they actually had the same dream or was it that their spirits were doing something while they were sleeping? Mm-hmm. See, these are some of the... That could be a very real possibility. Right? Because, <laughs> yes. you know, sometimes there, there, is, there is definitely a connection. Like, I can think of my brother. I, actually, there's a couple of people that when I come on to the same frequency and I'm spending time and I'm very connected with them, I can actually hear call my brother and I call him. He's like, I was just thinking about you. I'm so glad that you called. And that has happened to me throughout my life because, see, now we'll mm-hmm. say that like, you know, oh, it's a psychic thing. No, it's not. It's a spiritual thing because our spirits can speak to to other spirits. So our mm-hmm. our spirits can, can say, I wish that this person would call me. And our, our spirit says, hey, call that person. <laughs> they just want you to call them, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I, th- I think what you're, what you were describing about being able to go to heaven, it, first of all, it's our birthright. It is mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely our birthright. The, the second thing, <laughs> had I not experienced something for myself, then mm-hmm. I, I would, I would send, well, that's really cool in that, that you were able to do it. But I actually have seen people who were sitting at a church who literally just left the building. Their physical body was there, but their mm-hmm. spirit in heaven. Yeah. And I and and I was like, the first time that I saw the first time that I saw it, I was at this conference with a friend of mine and I, and I looked and she was out. She was out. And I looked and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, she's in heaven. And I was and I was shouting to her tell God I said hi because <laughs> I was so excited but my spirit knew where she was 
Yeah. I just, yeah. And that's the interesting thing I yeah. found with my spirit too, is that your spirit has a knowing. Like my conscious mind, I need an explanation. You know, I'm kind of like the toddler that's like, well, why? Yes. Well, why? Exactly. You know, I want to figure everything out and dissect it and pick it apart and figure it all out and know the mechanics and logistics yes. and all that jazz. Yes. Right? But your spirit just has this download. It has a knowing already. So sometimes when you travel in the spirit and you're just in this place, you already know where you're at. Yes. It's, it's just really strange. Yeah. It's yes. so crazy. I love how that works. And God <laughs> will figure con- it out all the time. And God will confirm the things that you have yes. seen or heard mm-hmm. or know because he doesn't want you to question what did, what did I imagine that? So if it's something mm-hmm. that God has orchestrated, he will confirm it because mm-hmm. there have been so the, the, okay. So the first, the first time that I went to heaven, it was interesting because what truly amazed me about being in heaven was the sky. The sky wasn't blue. It was pink. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so I was sharing this with a friend of mine who has been to heaven, but she's mostly been in the throne room. She hasn't been outside mm-hmm. of the throne room. But so she's been in the mm-hmm. throne room. And I shared this with her because I felt it was safe. And she said, mm-hmm. hey, have you ever heard of Kat Kerr? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I have. She goes, have you ever listened to anything about her trips to heaven? I said, no. She goes, Lisa, she dyes her hair pink. Because she said the Mm -hmm. sky in heaven is pink. And honestly, Mm -hmm. Kelly, that floored me because I was like, I got my confirmation. You got to love it. it, It's almost like a zinger. You're like, yes, exactly. I love that. (laughs) Absolutely. So when, so when you went to heaven, did, did you recognize anybody there? Um, I did have a few, like all the many trips. It's like I show up in certain rooms, and um, I think there was this one place, and I was learning. I was actually praying over somebody, and I was praying for their healing because they were having some issues with their kidneys. And the thing was, I think that I was in front of maybe the cl- a cloud of witnesses because there was a lot of people there, but Jesus was standing there. Okay. And... As I was, you know, and I felt like, and it was really strange because I was asking Jesus, you got to teach me how to pray effectively. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see some results for this person. Like, they need healing in their kidneys. I don't know if they had, like, a really bad kidney infection, what was going on at the time. Right. But they just needed a touch. I mean, they needed some healing. Right. Um, so I, I pictured, like, I looked down at my hand, and I felt like I had their kidney in my hand. Mm-hmm. And... And I don't know if, and this is not, this was the first time I've encountered him, but it's not, I've, I've encountered him again before, but this gentleman stepped out of the cloud of witnesses and he took both of my hands, right? Like, and he's this really intense character and he was almost like he was shaking me and he was like, dear girl. And he goes, it's your face. He goes, it's the cold act of your will to align. And he was like really explaining to me. And I realized this man is John G. Lake. I was, was oh my gosh. Okay. Because I I was thinking it's one of the, (laughs) I I was going with Wigglesworth. I was thinking, but I, but that's close. But John G. Lake. Okay. So John, for those who don't know who John G. Lake is, John G. Lake had an incredible healing ministry, incredible signs, wonders, and miracles. And he, he was in what, was he in the 1900s? 
Yes, he was in the early 1900s. He was a missionary. I think he was in South Africa for a time. Mm-hmm. But he had healing rooms here in Washington State in Spokane. Okay. So he actually lived here and did healing rooms. And I live in the state of Washington. So I don't know if it was because, like, you know, proximity to where I live, he showed up. Um, but I've seen him in other intercession and, you know, stuff you know, traveling in heaven and everything. So he's approached me again um, successively a few other times, but that was the very first time I encountered him. And he's, he's like, almost like, okay, you got to get this, right? So let me impart something to you. It was a really intense experience. (laughs) So what's, what's interesting, Kelly, is I kind of feel like there might, you might have a John G. Lake mantle. So almost like the mantle, see the, the thing about the mantle, and I don't, truly understand this so just kind of bear with me as I'm as the revelation is kind of popping in my head right now the Mm -hmm. thing about the mantle is that the mantles are from a they've always been they've just been handed Mm -hmm. to people at different and various times and and as the mantle was used by a certain person there there becomes almost like an increase in the mantle does that make sense mm, it does okay it does. because I feel yeah. like as it got passed from person to person to person to person as they they as they were ministering with this mantle that that there were things because you know the, things get affected by our mm-hmm. but by our presence by our spirit by our by by who we are so there, there is almost like an absorption into the mantle. So yeah. there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But I feel like that th- these mantles have always been. And I don't mm, know if that's, that's actually good. true, but that's what I'm hearing in my spirit. And the Holy Spirit's telling me that the, the mantles have always been. They just mm. go from place to place and person to person. And when the person's done, the mantle doesn't leave. It just gets exchanged. And it goes mm-hmm. to someone else. So I feel like the reason that you might be seeing John G. Lake is because um, you might carry some of it. You might have his mantle or God wants to give you his mantle. And so he's pr- preparing you for, for to walk yeah. into this. Man. Well, and also um, Praying Medic had put John G. Lake's testimony in his Traveling in the Spirit book. Okay. Because John G. Lake did Traveling in the Spirit as well. Okay. So there you so go. that was one of his testimonies too. So that's really interesting. Well, I, I believe me, it is something that just popped in. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And, I love it. And, and you know, and it's, it's um, what's really, because I don't understand, you know, coming from a Catholic background, I don't understand this whole, what a mantle is and what it's for and what its purpose is, you know. But, but if you go back to the apostles and, and, and if you see, you know, they laid hands on different people and that mantle was passed down to that person and, it, and then that person mm-hmm. laid hands on somebody. And then, so, you know, because it needed to be. And so there are mm-hmm. certain things, you know, like, um, um, for instance, you know, I, I loved John Paul Jackson. Loved him, got so mm-hmm. much. I, I anything he did, anything he said, I, I tried to read and and absorb as much as I could. And 
So it's oh sure, and, and so mm-hmm. I I think it's very interesting that he's teaching you because I know that you know, um, praying medic has also talked about how C.S. Lewis, who he has had such a respect for in his writing, has taught him how to become a better writer. And it and it's interesting because when we start to talk about the cloud of witnesses, you know, people will say, well, we're talking to the dead. And the Lord really spoke to me about this, and He said, Lisa. Are people in heaven dead or alive? Mm-mm. Yeah. And He's I, the God of the living. They, that's yes. right. They are mm-hmm. alive. And he said, and if they yeah. are alive, can they speak? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not, and, and just for those who are listening, I just really want to make this very clear. Kelly is not out trying to get this stuff done. She's being led by the Holy Spirit and and is having these encounters. It's not like she's plotting and planning because there's a there's a difference if we're trying to achieve stuff, okay, then having the Holy Spirit lead us to stuff. And I mm-hmm. think that that's really important because we can set our mind and we can fixate on, okay, Lord, where do you want to, what do you want to do? Now, going into the heavenlies to go and see our Father, well, that's our birthright. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But I, I know that there are some people who just don't understand. There's so much that we just don't understand. And I feel like, oh, yeah. and I feel like mm-hmm. that's, that's the purpose uh, of doing these shows with, with, with people who are just like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're just like me. Yeah. You know? You, you yes. You just start to to figure this stuff out and and you never really figure it out, but you just but you trust. You trust the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to do yeah. what you need to do. So so when you mm-hmm. had these encounters, what mm-hmm. did it do when you were able to start praying for people? Like did it was it more oh. effective? I would say so. I've, I've learned a lot about um, intercessory prayer and uh, how I used to do it and what I thought it was can as you, opposed to can you doing explain, that now. <laughs> can you explain the difference? Because I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to, because I, the, okay, so the first thing when you started to talk about how you went into your closet, well, that was your war room. Uh-huh. You know, and then mm-hmm. there was that movie War Room and, and, you know, it was such an impactful movie because, and I've said this before on my show, you know, people would go and see this movie and be like, oh, I'm going home and I'm building a war room. Well, guess what, yeah. folks? You're an intercessor. God was a yeah. calling out. God used it as a clarion mm-hmm. call to call out intercessors because there were many yeah. people who saw that movie who didn't go build a war room. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Very true. And that's one thing, too, with, with all this kind of spiritual travel and spiritual seeing and hearing and stuff. I spent years in, you know, traditional church, you know, getting the Sunday morning service, the two fast songs, the three slow songs, you know, <laughs> doing the Sunday worship. Right. I did that. And and I was so, I think my poor little spirit was so in the corner and so emaciated and so just, I was starving for something that was real, right? I just needed to see God. I'm like, so I got to a point in my life where it was like, you know, I can't do the same old, same old, same old anymore. I just can't. So I kind of threw down the gauntlet, you know, with God. And I said, look, let's not do the same old thing. 
I'm like, if you're real, then you got to prove it. I'm like, yes, of course, I believe in signs and wonders. Yes, I believe in prayer. Yes, I believe in all this stuff. However, I haven't seen, like, we're throwing fire on wet fire firewood. I don't see the sparks. I'm not getting the stuff. You know what I mean? So I just kind of was like, look, I want to, I want more. That's what my spirit was crying for. I need real, right? I got to have an encounter. I need a real deal God experience. So if you're real, you got to prove it, man. So, and the thing I've discovered with Daddy God, which is amazing, I didn't know that before. I was actually seeking to heal my image of God, right? Because I had a lot of misconceptions. I think I was a little, you know, angry at him, you know, a little afraid of him. I had a lot of misconceptions of him, right? So in these encounters, I was approaching a big deity that I was afraid of. And I didn't realize that I was afraid of him. I didn't realize that there were parts of me that were mad at him because I felt like I would pray and pray and pray. And then my heart was full of hope deferred and I was sad. And so I had to get to a place to kind of uncover that and look at it and be like, Oh, this is why it wasn't that you didn't hear me. It's that, you know, I had to figure out how you were answering me. I had to tune into what you were saying because I wasn't speaking your language. I was speaking my own. I was listening to my own emotions, but I really wasn't hearing what you were telling me. And so he's always been there. I just didn't know how to look, if that makes sense. That is so perfectly put. And, you know, it it reminds me how it says, you know, in the book of Ephesians, it says after you, I think it's Ephesians 6, after you've put on your full armor of God, it says pray in the spirit at all times. And I oh, yeah. think that's one of the misconceptions is that people don't understand what being, what praying in the spirit is. It's, it's intercessory prayer. It's pulling down of strongholds. It's being led mm -hmm. by the spirit of God and it's allowing your spirit to be built up up because what you just said Kelly about your spirit was emaciated it was over in the corner it was starving because it mm -hmm. wasn't being fed because if you're not yeah. praying in the spirit you can't build up you know Paul says that mm -hmm. I pray in the spirit because it edifies my spirit yeah absolutely and absolutely and I think mm -hmm. that's one of the um the biggest the biggest misconceptions you know people think mm -hmm. well praying praying in tongues is it, you know it's just a bunch of of babble it's not babble it's one of your best weapons absolutely I'm you. oh my god when i got filled with the spirit kelly uh -huh. when i got filled with the spirit back in 2009 my life changed mm -hmm. I, I yeah. was one way went to church got filled with the holy spirit came home things were different from the from mm -hmm. the time I even tried to close my eyes to go to sleep. Whereas when mm -hmm. I closed my eyes, it looked like I was looking to the sun and I opened my eyes, mm -hmm. I was in a pitch black room. There was a wow. difference. There was mm -hmm. something that ignited inside of me. And what the Holy Spirit talked about are, are like when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we get, well, when we, when we accept Jesus, we get a battery inside our belly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we accept Jesus, we get this battery. Then we're like, oh, I'm going to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Guess what? My battery gets charged. But mm -hmm. if I don't get jumper cables, my battery will die. Mm -hmm. Jumper cables mm -hmm. are speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. 
So when we yeah. when we take speaking in tongues and we tie it up to our battery, now we're running. Now we're completely. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we can jumpstart other people. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that you can open portals yes. by speaking in tongues. Yes. I think that you can call things that are not as though they were speaking yes. in tongues. You Absolutely. You can build yourself up speaking in tongues. All of that comes into play. And you can speak um, to angels. I call angels. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking in tongues. Yes. And mm-hmm. it says, I know not if I speak to men or of angels. Yes. So there is different yep. dialects. There oh, is an angelic language, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's crazy all in itself. But, you know, <laughs> some of the things that we just don't understand. And that, I think that, you know, um, one of your friends and my friends, uh, Melody Pash, we talked about this and we said that, you know, people who operate in like spiritual things who are into witchcraft or Satanism or paganism or even new age, like to them, mm-hmm. this is not a big deal. Opening up portals, oh, no. trying to go here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teleport no there. Yeah. I'm going to translocate. Like they're into this stuff. It's the oh yeah, they dedicate time, they absolutely dedicate practice. That's their right to this. Absolutely. That's right. And mm-hmm. even people who do yoga, people who do meditation, mm-hmm. who are Buddhist, like they are, yep. they do this stuff. They get themselves into such a place that their body can physically leave. These yep. are true things, guys. This is not something. The reason that the Lord is doing this is because this is your birthright. You yep. are given absolutely. legal access to these things where some of these mm-hmm. other places and other religions guess what they're stealing mm-hmm. it <laughs> mm-hmm. they're using Absolutely. it illegally exactly well i love how sid ross his his tagline in his show is that he lives naturally supernatural yes every time he says that i'm yes. like yes yes that's what i want that's right so i'll give you this little this little quib this little story right so the TV show Long Island Medium, right? Yeah. The gal with the big hair. And yes. she does So I think it's like TLC channel or something. Yep. I love her show. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. I would watch her show every time. And the reason why is because, yeah, she's, she's you know, what do you want to say? Oh, she's a medium. She's, you know, dealing with, you know, like familiar spirits or what have you. But. She is exercising a God-given gift, Uh right? Because the gifts are irrevocable. So Uh the power source, okay, that's what we're calling into question. However, I watch her heart, Uh right? Because a lot of times it's in delivery. She is a people person. You can just tell. She's a big personality. She loves people. Uh And when she approaches somebody, she's like, I have a message for you. I watch her delivery and how she approaches people, her timing with people. I learned something from her. And I've even read her book. You know, we, we can't be like totally freaked out about like new agey stuff and all that kind of stuff because we're called to love them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I have something to learn from them as well. You know, I'm not saying practice it. I'm just saying to love them. And so she's taught me watching her TV show, the approaching people because Holy Spirit, like I call them my Long Island media moments. I'm sure that there's probably better vernacular for it, but I get it a lot like in Starbucks. And I think mm-hmm. that's from hanging out with Melody Pash. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Good old Melody. I, I love, love her. her. <laughs> but I do. Uh-huh. So I had I had an instance one time. I was um, my husband walked over next door to the Sprint store next door. He was doing stuff with his cell phone. So I was just sitting there with my Kindle, reading my books, um, having my coffee, and across the Starbucks, and I couldn't overhear their conversation. There's just three ladies, you know, three girlfriends having coffee, whatever. And then Holy Spirit breaks into my morning coffee. And the Holy Spirit is like yanking me, go over to that table. And yeah. I'm like, nope, not going over there. Forget it. No, thank you. He's like, I need you to get up. I need you to go. And he hounded me for five minutes straight. Mm-hmm. I had an argument with Holy Spirit because I'm like, I don't want to get up. Three ladies who don't know me from the next door neighbor, mm-hmm. like really interrupt their coffee because here comes a weirdo. So <clears throat> I just knew that there was an issue with a young man. And it was uh, one of the ladies that was sitting at the table. I don't know if it was a nephew or a son. I had a feeling it was probably a son, probably going down a wrong path. So I'm like, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm going. And I didn't even have all the words. I didn't even know what I was supposed to exactly say. So I'm like, well, here goes the Long Island media moment, right? So I get up from the table, turn my candle off, and I approach the table. These three ladies, and they kind of look up to me like, hi, can we help you? And I'm like, Good morning, ladies. I'm like, my name's Kelly. And I said, I have a message to give to you. And I'm looking at the lady that I was supposed to address. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, and usually I'm very careful with the vernacular or the Mm -hmm. verbiage that Mm -hmm. I use. Because I don't want to start sounding super churchy and Christian-y. Because if they're not folks that go to church, it's going to turn them off. And they don't want to hear anything you have to say. Mm -hmm. So usually I'm very careful with the language that I use because the gospel is love. And I just want to deliver that message so that it's palatable because that's the people that Jesus talked to, you know, the thieves, the prostitutes and stuff. And he wasn't like banging them over the head like you miss church. He was speaking love. And so that's when we do deliver prophetic messages to people, we have to be very gentle and careful in our delivery to folks that we don't turn them off right away because then the Holy Spirit can't get that loving message across. So, and I had a feeling that the Holy Spirit was like, it's okay to say God, she goes to church. You know, I just, you, like, again, the Spirit just has this yes. knowing when you're communicating with Holy Spirit. So I'm, I just looked at her and I said, I'm supposed to let you know that God is hearing all of your prayers. And I said, I don't know who the young man is that you've been praying over. And both of her girlfriends looked at her, looked at me, and they were like, oh, my God. They must have been just talking about it or something. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding. Mm -hmm. And so, and she's got tears streaming down her face, Lisa. Tears just coming down her face. And so I was just telling her that Holy Spirit's got it. You know, God is watching over every step of that young man's life. His steps are ordered of the Lord. Mm. And so I just started, you know, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't have the words. I didn't know exactly what I was going to say. But if you step up and you tell Holy Spirit, yes, he will fill your mouth with the words that he wants to say to that person. All you have to do is be that open door. That's Uh, it. And and that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. But everybody's afraid. And so I learned a lot of that watching. I learned a lot of that approaching people Mm -hmm. by watching Long Island Medium. That's so funny. That's very funny, though. Because I'm gaining. Yeah, I'm just gaining information. Like how to approach people and not seem like a a weirdo. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And not like Mm -hmm. turn them off with Christianese and not turn them off. You know, because she has a really sweet, bubbly, gentle, mm-hmm. engaging way about her. And she just addresses people, perfect yes. strangers. And she's delivering 
yes, it might be, yeah, you know, maybe not the greatest power source, but she has a very loving heart. And I know God put that loving heart in her. And so that's what I'm, I'm queuing into. And that's what I'm gleaning from. Yes. And, you know, I mean, we can learn lessons all over the place, all over the place. So it's cool. Well, and, <laughs> and, I, fun. <laughs> and I think, you know, I think that that's one of the things that God is really kind of doing right now is he is teaching us and he is showing us the things that are possibilities. Just like you mm-hmm. you listened and you watched and you observed from this woman who might not be, you know, you don't even know what she believes. And, and it's irrelevant because what you were able to, to get from her or gleam from her, as you so eloquently put it, is you were able to say, okay, this is how she approaches people and they're not turned off by it. So this is going to work. You know, when I, I heard John Ramirez, who was a, a former Satanist, and he spoke mm-hmm. about how he prayed in satanic tongues. Well, that was a huge game changer for me. Because I went, mm-hmm. wait, what? So the mm-hmm. fact that Satan is actually, you know, trying to counterfeit speaking in tongues, there must be something really important in it. There has oh, to sure. be. Because uh, he wouldn't sure. counterfeit something that has no value. Right. Because like, what is the frequency? What is the, right. the energy that you're releasing into it's, the atmosphere around exactly, you? Exactly. Yeah, it has exactly. an Exactly. And also mm-hmm. they do teleportation. They do, um, what, what is um, the other word that they, that they call it? Um, astral projecting. Astral yeah. projecting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we kind of talked very little about that. Dave and I talked about that last week and but, but what I started to understand is that, you know, the, the whole thing, we give our spirit permission and our spirit just goes wherever the Holy Spirit brings us. And mm-hmm. so if the Holy Spirit is bringing you to, to heaven, which is completely fine, you know, or if you're going to talk to the great cloud of witnesses, well, what is the purpose? You know, we have to take it and we have to say, okay, it, if it was in the Bible and if there's truth, mm-hmm to back up mm-hmm. then then you can't fault it it mm-hmm. but you have to you have to use discernment you have to be really and, and i and this is the whole thing you know um jesse berkey and i were talking today we were voxing back and forth and for those yeah. of those of you who don't have voxer i highly recommend it because it's fun but it's uh an app you put on your cell phone that it's almost like a walkie-talkie so and it you know yes you can use you know, your regular mess and, you know, messages and you can record it, but this is just more fun. <laughs> so anyway, so it is fun. isn't it? Oh, you're on Vox? It is. Okay, I like we'll, it. Ha- we'll have to Vox. Mm-hmm. So perfect. Yes. Because I think what happens is like you get these little epiphanies and you're like, you know, beep in and be like, oh, you know, Kelly, this is what I got today, you know, and you and then you can <laughs> reply. So, you know, Justin and I were kind of going back and forth about, you know, some of these things and we were kind of talking about the courtrooms and we were kind of like discussing some different, you know, theories and stuff that we had about it and one of the things that the holy spirit said to me and, and showed me as we were having this conversation is he said think about things here on earth not everything has to go to court some things you can settle out of court mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but there are certain yeah. things that mm-hmm. due to the due to the fact that it is unjust what is happening mm-hmm. or unjust mm-hmm. excuse me it is unjust what is happening 
that there is an injustice mm-hmm. that is happening to you, that's when a judge has to get involved because yeah. justice has to be served. And I feel mm-hmm. like that, so so going to the courts, because I, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine and she, after hearing the whole thing about the courts and everything, she was so excited. She was just ridiculously mm-hmm. excited because I, I think, you know, as you can attest to that going to the courts, like it, it's a game changer. Wouldn't you say? Oh, I absolutely. I would. Yep. Been to the, been to the, in the courts many times. Yep. Absolutely. Now, do yep. you, now let me ask you a question. Okay. Cause, cause mm-hmm. these were some of the questions that were kind of going boxing back and forth where, you know, Okay, so if you get your verdict, but you're still mm-hmm. not seeing it, well, what what does that mean? Maybe you heard incorrectly, or does that mean like what does that mean? <laughs> you know, and what? Um, yeah. Um, let's see here. I think, hmm, because I know that there's different levels of the courts. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like what we have in like the United States, you have like your district courts and your Supreme state courts, Supreme yeah. courts, and mm-hmm. then you have your federal courts, and then mm-hmm. we have the the Supreme Court. Of, you know, so you have your circuit courts and different yes. different um, jurisdictional courts and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Kingdom of Heaven is also set up fairly the same way. So you have like the accusers court or the noble court, you know, that type of a place um, where we're handling kind of basic generational stuff or or business issues, or just things that, like you said, are unjust and are happening to us, we'll take it to court, that type of thing. Um, and I think you can kind of look it up in Mike Parsons. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of stuff on YouTube about the heavenly courts, a lot of stuff. Um, so I would highly recommend checking him out if you're really interested in kingdom government and the heavenly courts, because he does a lot of teaching. But you have like the court of chancellors, You have the Court of Kings, you have the Court of the Angels. So there's different kind of like how our court system is set up. There's like a court system set up in heaven, very similar, you know, like jurisdictionally and in the levels of kind of, if that makes sense. Well, you know, Um, it was funny when I mm -hmm. first started to hear about this court thing. I'm like, the courts, what the heck? What is this? And the Lord said to me, he goes, well, how do you think the judicial system started here? They... It was mm-hmm. modeled from heaven. Yes. Yep. So, mm-hmm. and, and God once said to me, he said that everything that happens in heaven at some place that, that it is duplicated or it is, um, it is mimicked here on earth. Yeah. So the, the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, on earth as it is in heaven. So, you know, there, but like when you talk about like the court of angels, well, to me, that's just like a place to go get angels. <laughs> that's what I would think. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because that's well, what praying yes. medic was kind usually, of saying. Yes. Usually once I have a judgment from a court somewhere on a specific issue, if it's, um, I do a lot of intercession um, and I do it with groups and stuff. So mm-hmm. I inter- I'm doing intercession groups. I do this like three or four times a week. So I'm very immersed in intercession and traveling in the spirit and doing stuff and the courts and all that kind of stuff. So I do this a lot. This has become my lifestyle. It's, it's something that I've, I do a lot. Um, but usually once you have a judgment rendered from a court, um, usually over like a region, say you're praying over a place and then you need to have um, angels enact out that judgment 
then you take your scroll or your, your court judgment, your papers, basically, and you take that to the court of the angels. And you present your papers to the court of the angels, and usually you're bombarded. And they're like, pick me, pick me. It's, it's very overwhelming sensation to be in the court of the angels because I think engaging angels, they're bored. Yes. We don't engage them enough in intercession and yes. giving them stuff to do and assignments. They yes. are ready to go. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. So um, that's usually a very intense experience. So we've done that a couple of different times. Um, and it's fun. It's, it's very fun. But that's what I've discovered about intercession and prayer and stepping into heaven and outworking the kingdom um, as opposed to the former model or what I thought it would be, you know, here in my regular self, you know, praying on a Monday night. And I got a lot of problems in life and I'm just overwhelmed and I'm down here calling out to a God that feels so far away. Yes. And I'm feeling like I'm begging God to please hear me help me, please do something, that doesn't move heaven. It's just, I mean, even though, yeah, I'm, he's got a heart of compassion and he hates to see us in that predicament, but it's not until we enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise, right? And we claim our birthright and say, I'm a daughter of the king and I'm going to kick this door down because I don't need to be in this anymore. That moves heaven. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So it's a whole shift in perspective. So I had to peel my onion and not be afraid to flush a lot of theology and misunderstandings, misconceptions, and hang on to belief systems that just didn't serve me well anymore. Um, so I still sometimes encounter some religiosity stuff, and I'm not afraid to flush it anymore. At first, when I encountered stuff, I'll be honest, it used to piss me off because I'm like, I cannot have been wrong my entire life, right? I'm like, I believe this my whole life. Like, wait a second, you know? So then you have that internal dialogue of like, okay, wait a second. But then when you come to the place where you're like, okay, this is not serving me well, and I need to renew my mind. I need to change my mind about this. So I'll take it to Holy Spirit. I'll take it to God and go, what do you, what do you say about this? Are you this guy? Are you this mean, angry deity? Are you harsh or are you love? And, you know, then you get your answer when you start at, he wants you to ask him those questions, you know, which is awesome. And you start getting those little bits of answers and revelation and stuff. And it's like when God gives you that answer or that little bit of correction, you know, to help you steer you in the right direction, it's still like getting a big fat kiss, you know? And I love, I love being corrected. I do. I mean, I know that sounds weird, but um, because growing up, you know, in the institutional religious setting, um, you know, the judgment of God, I used to be terrified. Oh, Lisa, I was so scared to death. I'm like, judgment day, and I'm trying to keep all my ducks in a row, and, and you're trying to live by the law, you know, and it makes you, puts you into this box of performance and perfection and, you know, towing the line and doing all your works and all this stuff, and you don't realize that you're in that hamster wheel, and you got to get off, because the awesome thing about Daddy God is that He loves me. He loves you right now, exactly the way you are. Yes. And we don't have to wash our hands. We don't have to like make ourselves righteous. 
we couldn't do it even if we wanted to. They couldn't follow the law and make themselves righteous, right? So we don't have to do any of that stuff in order for him to love us. And even though I still have a lot of inner healing to do and a lot of emotional healing to do, and I'm a bit of a hot mess every once in a while because not every day is a good day, honestly, he still loves me even if I'm a hot mess. Absolutely. I don't have to have, right? And I don't have to have all my stuff together in order for him to use me. That is the best part of all of this, traveling in the spirit, seeing in the spirit, all of it, is he's like, I love you just the way you are right now, and there is nothing that you need to do to make me change my mind about you. It's so awesome. Well, and it's so cool. And if you think <laughs> about it, you know, Holy Spirit, you know, if you're being led by the Spirit, you know, doesn't he want, doesn't it say, Revelations, come up here and let mm-hmm. me show you. Yeah. Come up here. He mm-hmm. didn't say to, to John, hey, stay there. I'm coming down. <laughs> no. Exactly. Come up here and let me show you. So right? that's, I think that's the, that's that's a game changer when we get it. See, you know, we'll, we'll sit there and we'll take these scriptures for ourselves, but not Revelation. Yeah. Revelation's too right? scary. <laughs> <laughs> Revelation is doom. No, it's not. Revelation it's is not, not doom. Revelation is just that. A revelation. A revelation yeah. of who Jesus mm-hmm. was. Of, of mm-hmm. why he came. Of his deity. Of his glory. Of his power. That that mm-hmm. that the angel that the the um that they were throwing their crowns they were casting their crowns down at his feet you know that the angels were saying holy 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 you know that mm-hmm. is the revelation of who he was mm-hmm. but there was also oh, a bigger yeah. revelation of the things that are going on here and so okay let's let's take the traveling in the spirit thing and let's go to heaven mm-hmm. okay so let's let's mm-hmm. just go into this place okay so the first place oh this is so good okay so the first place that he takes john to first he takes him to the throne room so he sees mm-hmm. the throne room right and he mm-hmm. sees all the majesty and the glory and the 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 uh the worship and he takes him to mm-hmm. the war room. <laughs> he takes him to the war room and shows him what is going on mm-hmm. and what is going to happen and gives him strategies so that he can mm-hmm. write these things down so that we can have a revelation. Right? Mm-hmm. Then he sees oh, yeah. he sees all the angels, right? So he mm-hmm. sees the angels. So he must have gone does. to angel court. Yep. Right? He may he may have. He may have. He, may have. he, he was seeing Lots of angels. That's yeah. right. He saw lots of angels. So he probably went to angels mm-hmm. court, right? Then then let's let's even go. Then he goes to the cloud of witnesses. So there's a mm-hmm. there's a place where the cloud of witnesses go that because he saw mm-hmm. them. He said, I saw a great cloud of witness. Okay. So so if we start to take revelation, I'm I'm telling mm-hmm. you, this is just okay. So if we take Revelation <laughs> and we start breaking it down, we actually start breaking down heaven. Oh yeah, and I'm as you're saying this, I'm seeing it all. Right, I'm like going, foom, foom, right, foom. yeah, like all through. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's like all of a sudden the Lord's like, "Come up here and let me show you." So you yeah. know, Revelation is about let me show you heaven, let me show oh, yeah. you what's up here. 
Mm-hmm. So that he can, yeah. so that, and oh my gosh, okay. Do you remember where it says in the saints, the, the, the martyrs were crying out and asking for justice? Mm-hmm. That probably mm-hmm. was the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could probably definitely say that could be, absolutely. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Where's be. my justice? Mm-hmm. Where's our justice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. So, Powerful. This, this is like that's so throne cool. room. I'm telling you. Yeah. Just to stand in his presence mm, is amazing. So, oh my gosh. Yes. Like I will describe to you. So before that is like the sea of glass, right? Right. And on the sea of glass, you can trade things on the sea of glass, right? I learned this at an Ian Clayton conference. I went to in like March in California. The first time I'd ever heard him speak okay. in person. And when you go in person to hear him speak, I don't know what it does, but it puts you on tilt. Okay. He says, I mean to like take your brains, make your brain scramble eggs and then put them back so that nothing of your old theology ever works again. So you're basically sitting there like, oh, like jello. So um, in this worship experience, I was there, I was standing before the sea of glass and it's so like still, like you could touch a finger to it and you could see the ripple. Wow. Right. And it, that ripple just goes all the way down. And so I was like, I don't know what I have to trade yet. And so I reached into my chest, right? Mm-hmm. And I pulled my heart out of my chest. And I said, God, I want you to teach me how to use this, mm-hmm. right? And I put my heart on the sea of glass and I floated it out there to him, right? And so it's been floating out there a couple weeks like maybe a month or so, and I finally see God, like the four faces of God. I had this experience. And I think I talked about that on the Praying Medic podcast. Okay. You check that out. But I now I go and I touch like the, the human face, right? And I put my nose like right on his nose now uh-huh. in the morning. It's, it's the scale reminds me of like putting my nose on Mount Rushmore is kind of what it reminds me of. Okay. So I was doing that one morning and I was like, Oh my goodness. So I climbed down off of his lap and I went to the sea of glass and I retrieved my heart that had been floating out there. And I climbed back into his lap and I went to put my heart into his chest, like where his heart would be. Right. And as I did that, I fell into him. Right. And I was standing in fire. Ooh. It was like there was fire all around me. And it was like, is this refiner's fire? Is it holy fire? I was trying to figure it out. And then I see a scene of, I think it was like the furnace where Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach and Abednego, Abednego, and mm-hmm. the fourth man mm-hmm. was standing there. Mm-hmm. The earth witnessed. I'm telling you, this is the revelation I got. And I was like, oh, I think that the earth witnessed, actually witnessed the presence of God. As the fourth man, because those three men were standing in the fiery heart of God yes, in that furnace. And I'm like, I'm just standing there going, uh, I'm wrecked right now. I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, and I think I was commuting on the train on the way to work. So then to like get off the train and like try to switch into like go to work was kind of odd. But um, yeah, so these are like the intensive experiences that when you start engaging him, he will show you. He, he's like, I want to show you things. Yes. I want you to know my kingdom yes. and know me. Yes. 
Absolutely. So it's, it's so good. <laughs> and, you know, oh, so so let's let's think about like, because uh, one of the things that Praying Medic talked about is that there are classrooms. Now, I joke, mm-hmm. I, I've been joking, well, for a while. And I, I said that um, <clears throat> I go to the Holy Spirit University. And that's mm-hmm. where you don't graduate. You just get another class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never graduate. You just keep getting more classes. It's like, oh, you yeah. just finished Healing 101. Great. We're going to go to 101.A. <laughs> 101.2, yeah. you know. It's like, yeah. oh, not even two. We still got more to do, you know, because it's mm-hmm. it's the the, 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 I'm sorry, the verse that says that the God will take us from glory to glory. And, mm-hmm. and what he showed me about that is, and, and I'm sure other people understand this, but to me, this was such a revelation is that in each, mm-hmm. each time we're taking the glory to glory, we're coming closer into the image of Christ. We're starting to yeah. really think like him. We're starting to act like him. We're starting to see like him. Those, mm-hmm. that's what glory is. So the closer we get to glory, it's because we're coming closer to being more like Jesus, who is really our model of how we're supposed to be here on earth. Mm-hmm. So that, oh, yeah. that being said, that, that there are, you know, praying medic, uh, Dave said that, um, that there are classrooms in, in heaven. And it's very interesting yeah. because when he said that, do you know how many times Kelly, I hear bells school bells and i've seen and i've seen classrooms and i've seen classrooms Mm -hmm. and i keep thinking oh class is in session all right we're learning something (laughs) it's time to learn yes and so so when he said that i was thinking about that and i thought oh my goodness oh yeah we are being taught Mm -hmm. now so when oh absolutely so absolutely uh, i've been through i've walked through a university okay and i don't know what university it was and, Holy and Spirit University, SPU. <laughs> it might be, right? And so I had this experience, and then I told Dell Hungerford about it. And so she was over at my house, and so we both went up together and uh-huh. checked it out. Mm-hmm. And I brought her in there. So like the, it had like this hallway, and I stood in front of this glass case. And you know how in schools or universities they'll have that big yes. trophy case yes. like in the hallway? Uh-huh. And for some reason, the scene from Dead Poets Society oh, came to me with so Robin funny. Williams. Yes, yes. When he was telling the, you know, like the young kids, you know, kind of cocky and, you know, the new university kids. And he was like, no, look at the forefathers. He's like, carpe diem. They're, they're, they're calling Seize to you. The Seize day. the day. Yes. You know, that scene of that movie was playing to me as I was standing in front of this trophy case. And then it was that, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember my reference of scriptures here, but it's uh, forgetting. But the, the Hall of Fame or the faith, uh-huh. people in the Hall of Yes. Same, you know, that yes. had strong faith. Yep. That's what it that's what it was reminding me of. It's like that's in Hebrews, case. I think. I think it's in Hebrews. Yes, I think it is. And so that's kind of what was playing for me. And so I went up this like flight of stairs and then and it's kinda like this old, you know, like wood, like what an old university would look like, mm-hmm. you know, the polished mahogany wood and stuff mm-hmm. is what I was seeing, these big glass windows. And so I, I opened like kind of this double door thing and I had like that theater seating, you know, mm-hmm. that university classrooms have mm-hmm. and like way down in the front, there's a guy and he had like, he's doing like all the equations mm-hmm. and I realized it was Einstein. Mm-hmm. He was down there. Mm-hmm. I walk and I sit in the front row and I'm trying to look at what he's doing. And then it was almost like he would flip the whiteboard and he could pull another one out from like the side and 
it was very interactive and they were like holographic and it was like when he would write like equations for like the time space continuum it would like boom then the, you, you could see space and i'm like oh my gosh it was wild like his equations would actually come to life as space as stuff that he was like you know and, and not that i understand math or equations at all but i was watching him put together all these mathematical equations that he did when he was here on earth, you know, like, you know, theory of relativity, you know, with time being the fourth dimension and all this stuff and wormholes and the connection. And as he was making these and it was in colors and it was like in frequency. And I still really don't have a grasp on what it was I was seeing, but it was wild. Um, so I definitely put Dell there with me and we had that experience together. And so she was checking out some of the stuff he was doing too. Cause I knew she would probably understand it a lot better than I did. <laughs> well, you know, and, and if you really think about it, you know, sometimes what you could be seeing in the heavenly, somebody could be dreaming about and they could be getting oh, a yeah. new equation. They could be, he could be writing something to download into someone else to, to give them greater wisdom to, to because you know i what i believe is that you know the lord said to me that the great cloud of witnesses that they pray for us that they pray oh, yeah. for us and they try and they try to assist us they try to help us that they don't come back down here but you know god can can give us dreams and, mm -hmm. and encounters with things um there there was this um this one time that i was talking to this woman who whose son passed away and I, and I saw her son. I saw that he, mm -hmm. the minute that he died, he went straight to heaven. I saw how he died. Now I wasn't mm -hmm. speaking. I wasn't speaking to the son, but I saw the son. I saw the son. I saw, yeah. and, it, and, and I, I, I didn't quite have a filter for it because I didn't understand it, but I knew mm -hmm. that this was going to comfort her. And the, the funny thing is, is after I, I said all what I had to say, she looked at me and she said, you know, I always knew that God was going to send a stranger to tell me what happened to my son. Wow. She, because wow. that was her prayer. Mm -hmm. Lord, send me someone who can explain what happened. Yeah. But I knew, oh, wow. like I knew everything. I even knew like the things that had, she looked at me, she goes, did you just read the, see what happened is his, he died at a, a Mets game. And because he, the defibrillator was so far away, they couldn't bring him back. Wow. And so wow. because of it, there was a law that was changed. And mm -hmm. so Met Stadium now on every, every aisle, not every aisle, but every like you go up so many aisles and then they, they have a defibrillator. And they have yeah, it all yeah. over the place, all over the stadiums. Mm -hmm. But it's because mm -hmm. of her son. And I said that to her. She goes, did you just read that in the paper? And I said, no. She goes, that just happened last week. I said, it did. Wow. And she said, mm -hmm. yes. And so, so, but we were talking about it because I saw him in heaven. God allowed me to see. Jesus allowed me to see. It wasn't something mm -hmm. that I was looking for. It wasn't something I was trying to, to, to understand. And like you were talking about the Long Island Medium, What's really mm -hmm. interesting about that is uh, un until I had a recent encounter with with a great cloud of witnesses, mm -hmm. um, and, and I started to to talk to somebody in the great cloud of witnesses. Like at first, I fought it. At first, I was like doing everything in my power to, you know, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I bind you in mm -hmm. Jesus' name. Lying spirit, you can't mm -hmm. talk to me. I did everything, and the Lord said to me, 
that's when he said, Lisa, are people in heaven dead? And so I had mm-hmm. this, I had this revelation, but what it did do, Callie, is it softened mm-hmm. my heart for psychics. Mm-hmm. It yeah. softened my yeah. heart because like yeah. you said, like you can see her heart and she's only mm-hmm. trying to do good. And she's trying to use her God-given gift that God yeah. had placed inside her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so is it a possibility that she does see into the into the cloud of witnesses? Is that a possibility? Yeah. I think watching her show, I think that she would hit moments of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because my spirit would pop off. I yeah. would get this buzz, like check, like, yep. Yep. So I know she does tap into truth. I yeah. know she does tap into absolutely. And then there's moments where they're like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, not but, so much. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, it, what if, you know, you think about, you know, celebrities like this. Yes. And it, it's what if it's on God's heart that we begin to pray for them. Yes, absolutely. And for them that absolutely. they have that encounter. You absolutely. Know what I mean? Yep. Um, I, I, yeah, and I'm not too far from yeah. Long Island, so Lord, send me. <laughs> bring yeah, her, absolutely. bring her to Jersey, and I'll absolutely, I'll read her mail. Trust me. I know. <laughs> I always thought, like, if I ever encountered her, yeah, and she's like, I have a message for you. I would receive a message, but like, I got a message. I got for a you. message for you. Absolutely, right? absolutely. That's what. That's what Holy Spirit wants Absolutely. to do. It's not one upping somebody. No. It's just oozy goozy lovey you. Absolutely. That's what he wants to do. Yep, I agree. You no, know? and the, yeah. and and you know the the whole thing about being being used even while we sleep, or mm-hmm. or to allow our spirit to go to places to to get greater knowledge, to great to get yes. a greater understanding, to spend time with the Father. These are mm-hmm. all things that edify our spirit, that edify us, that that help us to be more effective here. That's what oh, it's yeah. for. Like if you're gaining right. wisdom when you when you take a spiritual travel to to heaven, that's a good thing. But think about the the times that that you've actually your spirit has gone and prayed for someone. Your spirit oh, has absolutely. gone and helped someone. I mean, there are so many stories. Um, I, I have a couple that's coming on next week. They have crazy dreams where their spirit, they're not dreams. Their spirits mm-hmm. go and do stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so, you know, God is using our spirits to to do uh-huh. more than we can ask, think, or imagine. <laughs> and even more than we even think think yes. as well. I have a great story for you really quick. Sure. Traveling in the spirit story. So it was about two years ago. And it was how I met a very dear friend. And so we were working a booth at a new age fair. Because what better place, right? Absolutely. So we were doing like dream interpretation and we call it intuitive reading, mm-hmm. you know, um, all that good stuff. And so we had a gal and her friend come up to the booth and they wanted to have an intuitive reading and stuff. So she sits down with us and she's like, I see stuff. And I'm like, well, welcome to the club. You know, so we were validating gifts in her. Right. And so then her friend, she was kind of walking around the fair and kind of came back around. And so she's like, what's up? And she goes, they're telling me I'm not crazy. And she's like, oh, I couldn't, you know, they were really funny. They were super fun. And so anyway, they um, kind of said thanks and walked off and stuff. They were you know, some of the funnest people the whole day, right? But like five minutes later, they came back around to the booth. And they're like, no. And so our friend was like, no, ask them, ask them. So they asked us, they're like, hey, were you guys at Carla's chakra journaling? 
last week or something. And I'm like, um, not that I can recall. And I'm like, so what's the chakra journaling exactly? So they're telling us like this gal had a thing at her house and it's in Eastern Washington and I don't live in Eastern Washington. So anyway, they're telling us what it was. And then her friend goes, no, I think we saw you guys there. And her friend points right at me. And she goes, I know I saw you there because you came in late. And I'm like, okay. So apparently my spirit showed up because maybe they were supposed to recognize me at the New Age Fair. And that's why they came over. <laughs> and get, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, stuff like that blows my mind because I'm like, I have no explanation, no grid for it. No. Right. Well, I mean, I have sort of a grid, but... I'm like, maybe I did travel over there and I have no idea. So well, <laughs> stuff like that that happens. <laughs> well, listen, if yeah. if we if we say, here I am, Lord, use me, right? Absolutely. Then mm-hmm. he's going to use us. And that, that can mean body, soul, and spirit. Yep. He'll, he'll use it all. <laughs> yeah, and being in more than one place at one time. Absolutely. I guess. <laughs> well, you know, look, you, your spirit we are multi-dimensional can multi-dimensional beings. Right. Absolutely. Your yep. spirit can be one place, and your body could be someplace else. Absolutely, Absolutely can happen. So, and I think that's that's the other fun stuff. But you know, this this has just been so great, Kelly. Your stories are just so inspiring, and you're just such a joy just to to have. Um, I, I really wanted, just before we get off, I just wanted to ask you about spending time with wisdom, just because um, I have had dreams about wisdom. Oh, yes. I've had a couple encounters with the spirit of wisdom, uh-huh. and the first time I heard about wisdom was, of course, listening to Ian Clayton. He okay. talked a lot about wisdom and standing at her gates and she's a lot in the book of proverbs you know and she actually calls out to those who seek wisdom um and one thing that ian clayton said that kind of really just stuck in my heart is that her desire is to train you up to be the delight of the lord and i was like i want that and it was and it just sunk really deep into my heart maybe into my spirit and so I read this book, I think, by um, New Mystic, Wally Johnson. He's got stuff on Facebook, and he's got some books and everything. So he had a booklet that he wrote um, on the introduction to the seven spirits of God. So I picked it up, and I wrote it and read it. And he has a testimonial in his book um, about encountering wisdom. And again, people's stories are a big touch-off point for me, because then that's a launching pad to, like, I want to go have that experience, or I want to go travel there or look at that. And that's totally cool. So um, I remember I was on the train, I was commuting to work, and I was reading through this book. And so the train gets to its destination in Seattle and stops, you know, and I kind of sit there a few minutes and wait for people to unload off of the train. And I felt like in my spirit, like if my spirit could stand up out of my body and scream like really loud, that's what I was doing. So I kind of stood up and I was like, hey, wisdom, you know, I'm calling out to you. So I'm like, it's me, Kelly. So, you know, if you want to hang out, um, love to meet you. It would be great, you know, just kind of throwing it out there. So, of course, I walk into work, and um, I was in a room kind of by myself at the at the moment, and I was kind of downloading some stuff out of a machine and getting printouts and information. And it was really strange because these little firefly-looking lights were going past my eyes. And so, of course, I take off my reading glasses and blink in my eyes. Like, do I have a floater in my eye? Like, what is that? And it, kept, it looked like little zips of fireflies, like little lights 
going by, like these little tiny white lights zipping by. I'm like, what are all these lights? Like sparkles kind of. And I'm like, what the heck is that? You know, I turned off the lights. I turned them back on because I'm second guessing, like I'm losing it. Didn't even remember I called out to wisdom, right? <laughs> so I'm walking down the hallway um, from the OR and a coworker passes me and she's, she's pretty supernatural in and of herself. And so I can talk to her a lot about this kind of stuff. But anyway, she's walking past me and she starts blinking her eyes and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm starting to see like lights or spots or something. And inside myself, I'm going, Oh my gosh, like, what is this? Right. So I sit down in my office and I have an office partner, office mate <laughs> and Somebody that I definitely wouldn't talk to about this kind of stuff because they wouldn't get it. But I felt all of a sudden on my right-hand side, I felt wisdom walk into my office. And my whole, and when she approaches, my whole, like my hand, my right arm up to my shoulder and my neck, my whole right arm just gets like this really like floaty and super intense tingly sensation, kind of like pins and needly feeling. And she talks, but she is so excited when she starts talking to you because she's so excited that somebody wants to begin to engage her. And it's like this thrilled, excited, really intense feeling. So she is an intense spirit. And I was sitting, trying to concentrate on work going, I'm so distracted right now. <laughs> I'm like, wow, she walked into my office at work. And so I think she was the lights or something that I had seen earlier that morning. And the coworker, and there might have been angels and stuff in there, and I was trying to pick up what she was trying to tell me. But just the presence of her and knowing she was standing there next to me in my office, I was overwhelmed. And all of a sudden, the coworker that shares the office with me was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I don't know but I feel buggy. And she had to get up and walk out of the office. <laughs> she couldn't take it. I'm like, wow. So that was like my first encounter <laughs> with wisdom. And I've had a few other times where I've been praying because when I intercede, my biggest heart's cry is teach me how to pray. I want to learn how to intercede and pray correctly. I want to move heaven to earth. And that's what I'm trying to learn how to do so it manifests in our, our dimension, right? So um, I meet her on trails or on pathways in heaven. So I'll be walking in heaven and then I find her there. And I haven't gotten a clear HD picture of her, but I get the impression of her. She's very tall and slender. I know she's got like flowing gowns. I can't quite make out the color. I just get this very intense feeling of her. Um, she's very willing to engage. She is so wanting to encourage, to teach. I think just like Solomon, you know, when he became the wisest man. Um, I think wisdom was very much present in that. So um, just kind of making time to kind of really engage that more, um, finding the time in life to do that. Um, I should, but um it's amazing. It's a very amazing, intense um, encounter. And I think I mentioned to Dave Hayes on his podcast because I'd had an encounter with a class because I was asking Father about 
how does my conscious mind, like I get that we're seeing in spirit, we're traveling in the spirit, but how do I become cognizant of having my consciousness? Because I want to go along for the ride too, right? I want to remember all this stuff. So um, with this experience, I was, I met Wisdom and she walked me up the staircase and we climbed up from the bottom of a well and then we came out on this like really amazing picturesque kind of vista. It was like a cliff, a field, and then there was like an amphitheater type thing over the cliffs and you could see water and ocean and waves and all this. And he directed me over to this class that was being taught by John the Revelator about being in the spirit on the Lord's day. And so she brought me to this class and I knew that praying medic was there. I knew Del Hungerford. I knew there was other people that I knew in this class. And then Jesus and wisdom sit down next to me. And he's like, so what do you think? And I'm looking at Jesus going, ah, uh, I don't know. And he goes, your spirit is learning. You are being taught. You will know. So you don't have to worry about it. So I was like, okay. So she will direct and guide when, when needed. She will, yeah. So she, she steps in and she'll guide you. So if you start calling out to her, she will start showing up. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, that, that is an awesome, that's such an awesome story. And when I was, um, when John Paul Jackson was, was still alive, he did a, a voice to the prophet and, um, and I bought a book and I said, I'm going to keep this book in my pocketbook. So when I see John Paul Jackson on an elevator, he can sign it. And that's exactly, mm. that's exactly what happened. He was in the elevator and I took out my book and he signed it. And he said, to, Oh, awesome. And he did. And he said to Lisa, may God grant you great wisdom. So I, oh <laughs> man. So I thought, well, Lisa, you got to start calling out to her. I am she definitely will start coming to you. I definitely mm -hmm. will. Kelly, this has been such a joy again. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your stories. This has just been so great. And there is, there was so much revelation <laughs> that came out. And, uh, and I really feel that, you know, this is something that God is just really just telling his kids. It's okay. Just let your spirit go. <laughs> it is it's all good it is okay and what did you say somewhere in the word that is if you ask your father for a good thing expect a good thing he won't give you a stone in return that is you know he won't he won't deceive you he won't hurt you you know just trust that he's got all good things in store for you because he thinks good thoughts about you yes he so does it's, it's all good yes he does mm -hmm. so kelly if somebody wanted to connect with you i guess the best way would be through facebook correct yes okay uh, my facebook page so far is what i got so i'm kelly fitzgerald gordley on facebook you can find me there um i've gotten a lot of new friends since the praying medic podcast amazing people amazing people i, I mean there's such a community of people traveling in the spirit and doing the thing. And I love it. It's so awesome. So that's where I'm at so far. So I'm working on putting together like a video blog that I'll put out and I'm getting help building that currently. So we'll release that when it's available. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm being pushed in that direction. Well, believe me, I understand. So if you yes. guys want to connect with Kelly, it's Kelly Fitzgerald Gordley, G-O-R-D-L-E-Y. And you can just say, hey, I I heard um I heard you on Touch by Prayer. And uh Kelly, thank you again for, for coming on, for sharing your stories. I'd love to have you come back and we'll we'll share some more. How about that? 
Oh, I would love to. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. Absolutely. You're just such a blessing. So guys, I hope <laughs> that this has helped you. I hope that, that you have gotten some insight about how to just let your spirit go and just to allow your spirit to travel where where God is, is taking you because he wants to take you places and he wants to bring you up to places and show you some things. So I hope this has blessed you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.